Good afternoon, people of HGC. You're listening to the Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. I'm glad to be back, folks. Uh, so we, we're running a little bit late with this podcast because it's been very busy with finals and school and whatnot. This is technically homework too, but you know I had finals coming up, and that had to you know take priority. But we're back now, so that's all that matters, right, Noah? <laughs> yes, and I'm sad to say to humble viewers out there that Tommy lied to you. This is not going to be our episode. <laughs> this is our penultimate episode, actually. I was I was given the wrong information. All right. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid you're going to have to wait a little a little while longer for our cancellation. Yeah. Dane, Noah, trying to ruin my credibility as a journalist, are you? You trying to take my job? <laughs> He's trying to take over. He wants to make this Noah's Poppin' Radio show. <laughs> but yes, folks, it turns out I ha- we do we do 14 radio shows, not 13. So really, this is the second to last show, not last week's, which last week I said was the second to last show. I was wrong. This is the second to last show. Um because there's 14 shows not 13 uh but so yeah congrats guys we, we got one more show coming up after this so what exactly are we co- talking about today well we got stories such as how titanfall 2 is free to play how there might be how fans are speculating that there might be a bully to the follow-up to one of rockstar's games um and we also are getting news on a George Romero, how George Romero's final zombie movie, which is, uh, which, which we, which will, is in production and will come out within probably a year or two. So stick around folks. It's an exciting show. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about more stuff like this right after the break.
Alright folks, and welcome back. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. For our first story coming up, we've got Titanfall 2. Um, it's free to play this weekend on Steam. Uh, it's available from 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time to 5 p.m. Uh, GMT on, on May 3rd. Uh, players can jump into Titanfall 2 on Steam without charge to sample both the single player and multiplayer modes. Um, and excuse me, folks, I, I just got a text. Uh, I, I should silence my phone. <laughs> uh, so, um, this is a story. So, this is from. Uh, where is this from? Uh, I, I think I forgot to write down the sources for these articles, but I think this came from Games Radar. Um, so, yeah, so, so folks, this is, so folks, if you want to get Titanfall 2 this weekend, uh, you can try it out for yourself and play it for free. Uh, and I will say personally that Titanfall 2 is a very fun game. Uh, one of my favorite FPS games because it's uh, or FPS multiplayer games because it's a huge, huge multiplayer game where you can get inside these giant robots and fight and whatnot. It's uh, I would say it brings a lot to the Titanfall 2 formula, which uh, no, I'm guessing you haven't uh, played this yourself, but. Uh, if you want to... No, I have not. Now, is it a single-player or a multiplayer game? Both. Uh, it, there's, a, there's a single-player campaign, but there's also multiplayer. Uh, the first game was... It, it was just a multiplayer game, but the sequel introduced a campaign uh, for, for the game's story. And, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a fun game. Uh... Uh, I I don't know what what else to now, say about how, that. How new is this game? How oh, new? this is a fairly old game. This was a few years ago, I think. Twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen is when this came out. Yeah, it came out alongside with uh, Battlefield One. I remember, or around that same time, anyway. It was. It's a fun game. Like I said, it's your FPS game, but it, there's a lot of weapons you can choose. You can, uh, oh, you, you can do wall running, you can slide, you can, uh, again, I, like I said, there's giant robots called Titans that you can get into when you've, after a certain period of time, and there's different Titans with different abilities and whatnot, and yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, no, what, it, you probably won't be able to play this yourself because this is a Steam deal. Uh, but if if you were able to check check out this game for free, would you? Uh, not sure. I guess I might give it a try, but I can't really say if it would be my favorite type of game. Probably. I think this is more your type of. I think this yeah. is more your type of deal than mine. That's true. Uh, you probably wouldn't like it the same way I I wouldn't. That's fine. Um, but uh, again, but you for multi, but for multiplayer, I could I could get into it. I guess always fun to play with a friend. Yeah, when you, you're uh... controlling a giant machine. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, you I know you were you liked Overwatch. Uh, this isn't quite the same as Overwatch. It's an FPS game, but I think it's fun for how it like changes up the formula for. FPS games and whatnot. Uh, all right, so I think that'll be it for that, folks. Uh, we'll go on a quick break, and uh, for our next segment, we'll t be talking about the Spider-Man spinoff film Morbius. It looks like the film may have been delayed. Uh, we'll talk about we'll talk more about that right after the break. Touch my 
kinds of silence guide the mind to move to a place so far away. The goosebumps start to raise. The minute that my left hand meets your waist. And then I watch your face, put my finger on your tongue, cause you love the taste, yeah. These hearts adore, everyone the other beats hard is for. Inside this place is warm, outside it starts to pour. Coming down, one love, two mouths, one love, one house. No shirt, no blouse, just us, you find out. Nothing that we don't want to tell you about, no, no, no. Cause it's too cold for you here and now, so let me. folks welcome back you're listening to tom's poppin radio show on hcc's hawk radio if you're just tuning in we were discussing how titanfall 2 is free on steam this weekend but uh for now we're going to talk about some unfortunate news uh it looks like the spinoff film the spinoff spider-man film mobius is being delayed uh this article comes from screen rant i believe he means Morbius, not Mobius. More, oh, did I say Mobius? Oh, I'm, my apologies, folks. Mobius is the planet, is the home planet to Sonic and Friends in the Sonic Archie comics. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's a ba- that's a big uh, I mispronunciation. Morbius, not Mobius. We're we're talking about Spider Man, not Sonic. <laughs> okay, Morbius is uh, being delayed. So let's uh, and again, I believe this article is by Screen Rant. Let's l- read into the story and, and see what it's all about. Sony's Spider-Man spinoff Morbius, which stars Jared Leto and centers on the character of Morbius, the loving vampire, has been delayed yet again. The good news? This time it's only by a week. The film has been moved from January 21st, 2022 to January 28th, 2022. That's according to the Box Office Pro, a Twitter account that has been aligned with movie exhibitors and is roughly one of the first places that changes and release dates, shows, and, and show-ups. Uh, there was nothing else opening on Morbius's previous weekend, so the studio likely wants to give Scream, uh, which presumably has a similar audience and comes out the week before, a chance to breathe a, a little bit. What we won't do is make the mistake of putting a, a very, very expensive $200 million movie out in the market unless we're sure that that theaters are, are open and operating at significant capacity. Sony Pictures chief Tony Vinci Cuera said during a conference in September, you'll see a lot of th- strange things happen over the next six months and how films are released and how they're scheduled, how they're marketed. But once we got we get back to normal, we have learned a lot, I think, and found 
better ways to do things that are somewhat different and hopefully better. And again, this is an article that I believe comes from Screen Rant. Uh, so yeah, uh, so there. So from what we could get from the article, it looks like there's at least a couple of reasons why Morbius is being delayed. The first reason is because there there's another film that they're having come out a week prior, which is a new screen film, and they want and they want people to be able to see that uh, before you know Morbius, so that you know people aren't overwhelmed by like which film they want. Because I get that film tickets can be kind of expensive, but another reason which I I wholeheartedly understand too is that uh, they want to be able to make sure that when this movie comes out in theaters, it'll be released at a time when people can actually see it in theaters. Because you know we all understand this too. Like this is something that's been affecting all of us for the past couple years with the COVID pandemic. A lot of businesses, stores events have gotten shut down and theaters are no exception a lot of movie theaters had to close down for like the public safety and uh some some studios are trying to like uh they want to be able to uh to uh in, in order to like uh to be what's what's the word um Accommodations, yes, yes, to give accommodations for these current times. You've seen studios like Disney who've uh, had had the policy of when there's a new Disney movie that comes out, it goes on Disney Plus, but you have to rent it, which I don't like their method of doing it, but that's, you know. A, a... Yeah, yeah don't, yeah, don't get him started. He has his own little rant. Mm. Yeah, but anyways, that's how Disney's trying to do it. How And you uh... know, people can... Technically, people can go to some theaters to see the movie, but but I preferably don't because we're all wearing masks during the movie. Is kind of seems like an uncomfortable concept to me. Yes, and uh, we you know you gotta wear glasses too. And from my experience, when I wear glasses and I have to wear a mask, I'll have one of two problems: either the mask, depending on what kind of mask, too. Um, Either the mask won't stay on my face, or my glasses will get real foggy and I can't see anything, or my glasses will just slip off my face because of like what a, what the uh, rubber bands around your ears or whatever they're called, like the, it, it's causing the mask to not be able to my glasses to not be able to stay on my face. So I can see, I can see how that would be an issue. Uh, which is why like theaters are trying to make studios are trying to make accommodations like what HBO Max or what I guess Warner Media is trying to do that I think is a lot better than what Disney is doing but that's just my opinion uh what 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 they're doing what Warner Media is doing is whenever a film under Warner Media is being released to theaters they'll also put it on HBO Max for the first month so if you don't want to see it in theaters you'll be able to see it on HBO Max for that for that duration of time, um, and uh, and and after that first month, it's just in theaters only. So so I think that's a much better way of doing things than what uh, than what Disney is doing. Again, that's just my opinion, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like all the theaters are trying to come up with their own solutions to how to deal with this problem of people not being able to go, come to theaters, and from what Sony's doing uh they want to and i and i i totally get this it's a 200 million dollar movie that they're making you know they want to make sure that people are going to be willing to see it uh before it goes up in theaters so i so for that reason too i understand why they're going to delay it for like a week or so what are your thoughts on this story noah unfortunate delay but not too bad if it was a month that would be sad but I'm still looking forward to Morbius despite the delay. Yeah, and keep in mind this is only for like a week. I know. Yeah, so it's not going to be too much of I I mean, you have to keep in mind like this is not around the corner at all. Like we still have like several months to wait before we can see this movie. So so it, it's January 1st to like January 28th. It's not that much of a pushback. Now if it was if it's if it's it was the case like the Black Widow movie and it's constantly being delayed, and it's constantly being pushed back for several months, then yeah, I, I, I can see why people would be upset, but by, 
it's only for as far as I know, this is only the one delay. It's being delayed by like a week. Not too big of a deal. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking personally, forward to this movie. Personally, I anticipate this movie because of Vulture's cameo in it. Mm. Is I there anything you? To... Is there any reason you're looking forward to this movie, Tommy? I think Morbius is an interesting character from the from the '90s Spider-Man cartoon and uh, other cartoons that he's been in. He's a, he's an interesting character, and I'd love it, like to see him for that reason. Um, and I feel like this is a character that's much more fitting for Jared Leto's um, for for Jared Leto as an actor. Um, I I really didn't like his performance as the Joker. It was very uh just he he came off too much like he was a, a playboy the uh the the jo- his version of the joker it wasn't uh you know which uh you know Joaquin Phoenix's take on the joker wasn't really the most accurate either but it's an interpretation of the joker that has been seen before and it works well for someone like the joker who's a very who has a history of of uh, tragedy? You know what I mean. Yes. Well, if he can't be the Joker, then he'll be the Bat. <laughs> not not the Bat. Uh, let's see. No, we gotta get that out of the way. <laughs> he, he's he's the vampire from Spider Man. So. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to this uh, movie. Uh, coming up, we'll be talking about what's that. Do you have something? No. Oh, I, th- I thought you had one more thing you wanted to add. Okay. All right, so folks, coming up, we'll be talking about uh, why fans are speculating are speculating that a, a Bully 2 may come out sometime in the near future. Stick around, and we'll be back right after the break.
Nintendo. Suspenseful with a pencil ever since Prince turned himself into a symbol. But sometimes, man, it just seems everybody only wants to discuss me. So this must mean I'm disgusting. But it's just me, I'm just obscene. Yeah. So I'm not the first king of controversy. I am the worst thing since Elvis Presley to do black music so selfishly and use it to get myself wealthy. Hey, there's a concept that works. 20 million other white rappers emerge. But no matter how many fish in the sea, it'll be so empty without me. Now this looks like a job for me. Alright folks, welcome back. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were talking about how the Morbius movie might be delayed, but I don't think it's too big a deal. It's only by a week. Uh, for the next story coming up, we've got a story about Bully 2 and how that might be delayed. That we Fans might speculate how it, there might be a Bully 2 coming out so let's read more into the story and see what's up yesterday rockstar games updated its trademark for bully three times in 24 hours meanwhile it's also the hunt for several game testers there there these two things are probably not related but there's a chance they are and where there where there's change there's bully there's a bully fan hopeful for bully too that said, there are a variety of expe- explanations for the latter that don't involve Bully 2. In, in this instance, the trademark updates don't mean much. There is a common misconception that the filing of trademarks and trademark updates do not mean anything. Most of the time, this is true. However, it's not always the case. To keep a trademark, you have to prove you're using it and demonstrate how you will continue to use it. If you do absolutely nothing with the trademark, you will eventually lose it. So what does the Rockstar Games updating its trademark for Bully point to Bully 2? Well, it could, but it doesn't have to. Rockstar Games continues to sell Bully and port it forward right now. There's a variety of legacy consoles you can buy the game on, and it's available on Steam, Mobile, and PS4. And that's what I've heard. It's being ported forward again. All of this way... Um, all of this is th- is to say... There are plenty of explanations for why the trademark update, none of which involve a sequel. However, the update, coupled with the aforementioned news, some has some fans of the series over on Reddit hopeful. For what it's worth, I've heard from more than one source that Bully 2 was in development at Rockstar Games not that long ago. And I've heard that there may there are many within Rockstar Games that want to revisit the IP, but it doesn't sound like it's going to happen anytime soon, despite the interest from Take-Two Interactive to get more games out of Rockstar than it currently is. Not only have I not heard a whisper about a sequel in a while, but from what I understand, the window of opportunity for the sequel is gone, with GTA 6 in development revving up. For more coverage on Bully, a potential sequel, and all things... Oh, okay, that's just an ad for... for, uh, comicbook.com which is where the article is from by the way uh so now, yeah that's the story now before we dive into bully 2 why don't, why don't you give us a little background history on bully 1 tommy so bully i know, you, I know yeah. you played it before 
So Bully is about a kid named Jimmy Hopkins who goes to a new school because uh, he'd been expelled from a lot of schools in the past. And basically what the game is about, it's a game about this uh, kid, Jimmy, trying to find himself, uh, it, it, finding his place in the world. And he becomes, despite the game's name, you're fighting back against the bullies in the school and essentially become the hero of Bullworth Academy, which is the, the school he attends. Uh, it's the game is essentially like the PG third as a as a teen version of Grand Theft Auto, which is like you know that's an uh, that's what you know Simpsons Hit and Run is called, but Bully is essentially the same thing except this is by the the studio who made who actually makes Grand Theft Auto, but uh, it, it's a fun game. You can customize Jimmy in different outfits. You can. You have, you know, you have classes that have all these mini games, and uh, you can get bikes and and other like you know modes of transportation and whatnot. And it, it's ov overall a really fun game. Uh, I, I would highly, huh? Go on, I'm listening. Um, I would highly recommend it if you're someone who's not old enough to buy Grand Theft Auto, or are someone who just uh in your interest in the GTA series or you know I or I actually you know what I take that back I think it's a fun game if you're a fan of open world games in general so that's my take now Tommy based on how bully ended would you say there's room for a sequel probably yeah it doesn't have to be Jimmy Hopkins you could have a new character protagonist who who's similar to Jimmy Hopkins and that he's a new kid going to this you know call it the school who's uh uh where where that's you know that's isn't necessarily filled with the, the nicest uh kids and is uh it's you know somewhere somewhere that's known for troublemakers like you could you could the, the setting could be uh Bullworth Academy again but with it could take place like years later with a new protagonist because how are you gonna argue that i mean i know cartoons do it all the time but it's not gonna be likely to say that jimmy who's a 15 year old kid in a game that came out in the early 2000s would still be 15 in 2021 or 2022 because the uh, you know the world's changed a lot since that game originally came out maybe you could have like a sequel where a kid where it's the same setting but it's a, a at a but it's a new kid in modern times Excuse me. So, that would be my idea if they ever did a sequel, as if uh, they they did it like that. Now, are you saying bullies have changed that much in that short amount of time, or are you saying that the world in general has changed that much? Well, methods of bullying have changed. I mean, there's cyberbullying. You could say awful things about someone over Instagram, Twitter, or, or Facebook, or whatnot, and that's definitely a new way of bullying now that with the rise of the internet but when i say like the world's changed i mean like everyone's got a cell phone I'm like this game takes place roughly the early 2000s or 90s or somewhere around that time like uh you you could argue that um uh you know you could make the argument that with this new with this new game could take place in the 2020s 2010s somewhere around that time and have and the the culture could be the same thing with like insta with social media uh you know games you know video games esports stuff like that now as a as a bully veteran would you s are there any notable details about the about the game that that you really enjoyed that would make you want a sequel like what are your fondest memories i think the I think it was a my fondest memories are probably the characters because what what makes bully so what makes the the game of bully interesting compared to games like Grand Theft Auto is that every like character you see within the game especially within the setting of Bullworth Academy feels personalized like each character has their own personality trait and the some has something about them that makes them unique from other characters like you know, open world games like Grand Theft Auto, uh, the characters you find in the world are, are often just random NPCs who often feel 
specific types of roles. But this game, you know, there's different cliques. There's groups of, of uh, people. There's, you know, the nerds, the jocks, the greasers, the, the prep kids. Um, and so, like, in, in even within those cliques, like, each character feels unique, different, and personalized. Like, there's there has, you know, there, there was probably a lot of work in, like, writing and, and and programming each of these characters to make all of them feel special in one way or another so uh which honestly that that's probably why there might not have been a sequel to come out yet because in order because making a new grand theft auto game you know while while i'm not saying it's easy there's there's a there's a better formula for how to make a new Grand Theft Auto than it, it would be for like a new Bully game because a new Bully game you'd have to put a lot of work into finding out what the character to create to crafting and molding every character within the game you know uh, figuring out like you know you know different costume methods different class mini games like there's so many things that you'd have to consider if you were if you chose to make a new bully game uh and being and being that the technology is the way it is now it, it would take a lot of work um so yeah uh, uh but uh what about you Noah? if there was a if there was ever a bully uh another bully game i don't even know have you have you ever even played the first one sort of you you kind of showed me it once when we play a little bit of the first first bit of the game to kind mm. of show me what it was. Oh, I didn't know I, I showed it to you. Hmm. Well, it must have been really a long time ago. Yeah, it's one of my favorite open world games. Or, or probably my favorite Rockstar game, anyway. Uh, but yeah, so... That was that, folks. Coming up, we've got... Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Coming up, we've, we're going to talk about the news of George A. Romero's final zombie movie, Twilight of the Dead, is coming up probably within the next couple of years. We'll talk more about that right after the break. We'll see you in a bit, folks.
right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HTC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were talking about the possibility of a Bully 2 coming out because Rockstar updated the trademark to, to Bully. Excuse me. Um, excuse me. Uh, but now we're going to talk about uh, George Romero. Uh, he has, he's passed away. Uh, he's George Romero, the director who's made a lot of famous zombie movies, has since passed away. But he has one more zombie movie in the works, and it looks like his his uh, wife is uh, gonna make is gonna be a producer for this new film. So uh, movie, uh, so we got an article from MovieNews.web that goes more into this. Let's let's get into it. George A. Romero, the godfather of the zombie genre as we know it, isn't done yet. Even though the legendary filmmaker behind Night of the Living Dead and other genre classics passed away several years ago, his final zombie movie, Twilight of the Dead, is now officially in the works. Susanna Romero, the the wife of the late George A. Romero, has been working to get Twilight (coughs) Twilight of the Dead off the ground. She has been working with screenwriters Paolo... Zelati, Joe Netter, and Robert L. Lucas to get the script finished. Zelati wrote the original treatment with Romero before his passing. The movie is set to is set in a decimated world. Life life has all but disappeared. But there is still but there may still be hope for humanity. Night of the Living Dead, released in nineteen sixty eight, is widely considered to be one of the finest works of horror ever put out to film. It, it also laid out the blueprint for the zombie genre as we know it. Romero would go down to direct several other zombie movies, including Dawn of the Dead, but Day, um, Day of the Dead, and Land of the Dead, as well as Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead. I think we, I think there's a pattern with these titles, <laughs> and uh, uh, and Survival of the Dead later in his career. However, as Paleo Zelati explains. Diary and Survival did not serve as a fitting end to Romero's saga. There was no word yet on how soon production could begin, but Susanna Romero said, said it is said to be getting ready to meet with directors. No specific filmmakers have been named as potential suitors just yet. Romero, speaking further, uh, explained that this is still very much be the movie George A. Romero intended even if he isn't the one behind the camera. And I, this is an article by movieweb.net. So uh, I think this is a fascinating article talking because uh, really George A. Romero is one of the most legendary directors when it comes to zombie movies. I mean, he w- he was the one who gave way to the zombie genre and zombies as a whole has become really popular in, in uh, pop pop culture media. You know, they're even like during the early two th- the the two thousands. You know, you had uh, the Walking Dead. You had um, you had uh, Nazi zombies and in, in uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops, and World at War. You uh, had zombies in a, a bunch of horror movies that came out zombies were everything man like you had all kinds of zombie movies and whatnot that came out in popular culture and george a romero was really the founder of that of that particular genre with night of the living dead and a bunch of of the dead movies with similar sounding names uh so yeah it's it's fascinating to see that you know he's gonna have one more movie of 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 his caliber is gonna be in the works uh Jared, do you have any opinions on on the zombie genre? And are, are there any like movies, games, media about the zombie genre that that you like or or have an opinion about? Want to think about what you just said? What do you think about? Are there no is, no Name's Noah, not Jared? That's a different show. Oh my bad. Sorry, I'm not. Uh, I, if I said you, if I said Jared, my bad. Noah, what do you think of the uh, zombie genre? Are there 
do you are there any like is there any media from the zombie genre movies games that you like uh i've never really been that big of a fan of the zombie stuff um i don't really find zombies scary more like i more find them unsettling i yeah, yeah, the whole rotting flesh thing kind of makes my skin crawl a bit. All right, so kind you're not a you're not a fan then. Kind of, okay. kind of hard to look at. But right. I did. But there was one time. What was that I one time? I did watch time? a show. I did, did used to watch a show called I Zombie. Oh yeah, you you talked. I think you told me about that show. So so there is something you liked from that genre then. Yeah, but everything else, the whole uh, the movies you're talking about, I've never never really watched. Yeah. All Are right. You a so, big fan? honestly, I should, as someone who wants to be a filmmaker, I should probably watch at least. One of George A. Romero's zombie films, especially like Night of the Night of the Living Dead, because that one is a uh, is is one that's considered a classic. Uh, uh, but, do you plan on being a horror to be in the horror industry then? Part of the industry. I mean, it's. I mean, there's no industry to make horror films specifically. Like it, it's all part of the. Like oh, everything. Okay, fine, fine. Do you, aim, do you aim to mostly do horror genre then? No. Um, I have concepts for comedies, dramas, horrors, and all of that. Uh, you know, as a, uh, uh, like, you know, I just consider myself an artist. You know, I there's a lot of movies that I want to make into films. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, I should all I should oh. watch more like classics and whatnot, huh? Hey, do you know what that zombie movie was called where someone wakes up from a coma to find themselves in the middle of a zombie apocalypse? The Walking Dead? I don't know. I'm asking you if you know because I don't know. Because Well, that's how the first episode starts out. Like The, the main character, Rick Grimes, uh, was in, a, in the middle of a police confrontation his character gets shot and is put into a coma and when he wakes up from the coma he finds out that the world has has become a zombie apocalypse huh boy that'll explain things what like what uh, a reference that a reference to walking dead that i saw a long time ago but i didn't really link to walking dead well I didn't, well, I mean, it makes sense. You don't seem like someone who'd watch that kind of show, so. Um, Alright, so folks, uh, rem so remember, you're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HEC's Talk Radio. Uh, we're going to move on to our last story, which is Zelda, Ocarina of Time. So this is something that Noah might finally be able to talk about. <laughs> Uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask may come to the N Nintendo Switch. This is by Game Rant, and let's read. Uh, some big-name classic Legend of Zelda games may be on the way to the Nintendo Switch. According to a known insider, Nintendo may still salvage the 35-year year anniversary of Zelda with classic games including Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Earlier this year, it was revealed that Nintendo was re-releasing the, the Legend of Zelda uh, Skyward Sword for the Nintendo Switch with upgrades for this current generation. However, the fan reaction to the Skyward Sword reveal was mixed, mainly because many were hoping for more. The Super Mario 35th anniversary was treated with quite a lot of content, but it, if one leaker is correct, Nintendo may actually have a lot more in store for Zelda. Uh, Nate Drake has made some classic claims about Nintendo Switch Pro exclusive games in the past, and he is also known for being an insider in the Nintendo world. On a recent episode of his podcast, Nate Drake uh, said that he could see an anniversary collection for The Legend of Zelda, much like the Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection. Nate Drake believes that a collection for Zelda would include the Wii U versions of Twilight Princess and 
Wind Waker with minimal updates. The games were already updated for HD on the Wii U, so put so putting the games on one package would be simple for Nintendo. When it comes to the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, however, he believes that the games will not be a part of the same collection. Instead, they will be simply p be in a digital eShop. Nate Drake is confident that both The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask will be available by the end of the year for the Switch. It is possible that the games would be upgraded for Nintendo Switch with HD graphics, newer controls, and gameplay and a more refined experience, but the games may also be uh, pure ports. It is important to note that all of this should be taken with a grain of salt. Nothing is confirmed yet. A lot of the discussion on the podcast uh, seemed like speculation, even if it was said with confidence. If It, it is entirely possible. Uh, it, is ent it is entirely possible that the entire year will go by and Nintendo will have never mentioned the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. The only thing it, it did to celebrate the occasion was Skyward Sword on the Switch and a new trailer of Breath of the Wild at E3. And uh, again, that that that's an article that came from Games Radar. Uh, honestly, I really don't know what to make of this. Sorry, a cord got in the way. Honestly, I don't know what to make of this story because uh, N N uh, Nintendo had already announced Skyward Sword, the port of Skyward Sword to Switch, and I have a feeling that's going to be what the main anniversary game is uh, because there really isn't... Uh, I feel like if this was going to be for the 35th anniversary, keep in mind is this year, uh, they would have said something already. Um, but we haven't heard anything from them yet. Uh, and uh, I think I know why people would like this story to be true. Uh, a lot of people had mixed reactions to the Skyward Sword reveal. Because it was a, a, a game that had a very mixed bag to it. You know, it's uh, because it was a game where you had to get the Wii Motion Plus controller in order to play. Uh, you don't really need that for Switch. You can just use the Joy-Cons to do similar things and whatnot. But uh, Noah, what what's uh, what are your thoughts on this? I suppose it'll be interesting. A Legend of Zelda game like the Ocarina of Time was a little before my time, so I don't really know that much about it. But it could be interesting to catch up to learn about the whole story about each of the games, if, especially if they get remastered or something like that. I'm hoping for a remaster if, if, if they do come out again. And for that other Legend of Zelda game, I think it was just high-definition version. I know I played Ocarina of Time and uh, that game, and I never beat it, but it was a fun ad ad adventure game. And, uh, hey, uh, did, do you know if Ocarina of Time had a, some kind of multiplayer no, no Zelda game is, except for Hyrule Warriors, uh, has had. Well, I mean, there was one game Zelda game that I, a couple of Zelda games that I think have multiplayer, but mo I don't. The Zelda I don't games. Multi I, I don't mean multiplayer like you can play through a story with a friend. I mean multiplayer is in like a mini game. No, I, I, it's uh, the Ocarina oh. of Time and Majora's Mask are single player adventure games. There's no multiplayer to them. Okay, I guess I'm thinking. I guess I'm thinking of a different Legend of Zelda game, because I know this guy who's who's played more Legend of Zelda than I have, and and a, a few times when we were when we were growing up, we played this Legend of Zelda mini game on from one of the Legend of Zelda games on the 3DS. So I was just wondering if it was one. Of, if that game I was thinking of was one of these games we're talking I, about. I think I know what you're talking about, and that game does have multiplayer. And, and no, no, that's not one of the games they're referring to. Um, Majora's Mask... Uh, it's become to go into, but please tell me more about these games, since I don't know much about them. Uh, well, well, Ocarina of Time was an, uh, was an action-adventure game for the Nintendo 64, and so was its sequel, Majora's Mask. 
the first game came out in 96. The sequel came out in 98 or 99. I'm not too sure about it. But uh, it was a f uh, it, it was it's considered a classic for many Zelda fans, uh, and and obviously a lot of people would love to see remasters for those games. Both games actually did get remastered, but for the Nintendo 3DS, so it was only available as like a port for the for the original console games, uh, and I'm sure people would rather be able to play those games on a you know a console on your TV and not just a 3ds so uh but there was but they did a pretty good job of porting it from what i understand uh the the nintendo 60 from those two games onto the 3ds so uh but yeah besides that i think uh yeah we we're, we can only just wait and see if if we'll, if we'll get a zelda game if we'll get ocarina of time and majora's mask for the switch or not um, now, how big would a 35th anniversary be? Well, it was Super Mario Bros. for 35th anniversary, and you know how that turned out. It was a Nintendo made it into a huge deal. There was the th anniversary collection. There was that that multiplayer game, Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary, and all of that. But yeah, uh, all right, folks. Well, this has been a good episode of the Tom of Tom's Poppin' Radio Show. Uh, it's been really exciting to do this show, but next week will be our final episode of the, of the show. Noah, how do you feel about that? He means for real this time, folks. For real this time, yes. No false promises. This is definitely for real. The final, the next finale. Maybe. Uh, it's the, it's real. I confirmed it with my professor. But yeah, I mean, we can't continue this show if you wanted to over the summer, but that's a discussion for another time. having technical issues with anchor.fm because we apparently lost the outro to this episode so let me take this time to just quickly say thank you all so much for listening to this episode of tom's pop and radio show and uh, next week will be our final episode of this podcast and i gotta say i'm looking forward to it it's been a blast doing this show so thank you all so much for listening and yeah bye bye